Dawn, of course, and before I can even start this, I just want to ask you guys for a massive favor. If you get value from my podcast, please just take a screenshot of the podcast and tag me on Instagram. That's sean.momentum, that's S-E-A-N dot momentum. And I would love to be able to just know who's listening to the podcast and we can engage in a conversation. Anyway, let's get with today's episode. Today, I wanted to talk about something that maybe you are experiencing. I know I've had a few people in my close coaching circle and my clients have this experience and some of them are dealing out really, really well. And some of them have no idea what's happening. So this is why I'm going through this episode because what I'm actually talking about is what happens when you start to see your weight loss plateau. This is a very scary um, feeling for people out there who have never really gone through this journey before. Or maybe you've done this journey several times and you always hit this sticking point where you'll lose a lot of kilos, like four kilos in the first month, but then the fifth and sixth week, you start to see no change on the scales. Should you be worried? Well, I'm actually gonna go break this down and tell you what's kind of happening and how you can combat this. Because evidently, of course, it can be a bit scary. And especially if you're uncertain about what to do, I wanna give you some of the things that you can do, look out for, and to really encourage you along this journey. So to give you a bit of context, I've had about three or four new clients start with me and join the team in January, and they're all making really good progress with the nutrition system that we're working with. They've started to see some weights go down, and honestly, it's been pretty fast. Some as fast as four kilos, or you know, I think that's roughly around eight and a half pound, for people in America in four weeks. Now, is that fast? Yes, definitely. And that was my Google Home, in case you couldn't hear that in the background. But even though it being quite fast, it's making sure that we understand what's happening. So first thing that we try and do with the nutrition system that we have is we try and eliminate quite a bit of processed foods. And this has a big effect on what food you intake and that intake of food tends to be whole based foods which keep you fuller for longer. This will keep you energized, keep you fuller for longer like I mentioned before and the weight also starts to drop off. Now, as we have less processed foods, we also reduce a lot of salt. So you're reducing salt, unnecessary processed carbohydrates and your water weight tends to come down as well. This on the scale shows as, hey look, I'm losing lots of weight. Great news, isn't it, for most people. When you start to hit roughly that fourth or fifth weight, uh, sorry, when you start to hit that fourth or fifth uh, week of your process and your journey, this is where things start to store. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you right now. Don't worry about that. The reason why I am not so fussed about the scales is because we have so many more things that are working on the internal as well as other measurements as well. We don't want to be using a ruler to be measuring your weight. That's certainly what people are trying to do. They're trying to use the weight scales to measure other factors that need to be measured in different ways. So you can't use the weight scales to measure how strong you are. 
And those are one of the measurements I would like you to use. So today, I'm gonna to go through things that you should be looking out for and using alongside your weight scales to really measure your true progress. Let's get to the first one, like I mentioned before, your strength. So this particular person that was sharing me the story, and I'll keep him anonymous, but I'm first of all gonna put this in forward front. I'm very proud of his progress. He has dropped approximately six or four, four to six kilos in the first five weeks. And one thing I wanted to put forward front to this person was, let's have a look at how you're moving. Can you tell me about your strength? So if you can squat 30 kilos one week and you're moving into the next week and you do 35 kilos, that's a great progress in its own, given obviously you're not you know, hurting your joints or anything like that. The next one is also the endurance that you can withstand. For people out there, maybe the ladies, you can glute hip thrust 15 reps, and then the next week you can do 20. And we all know that somewhere between one and 30 reps is gonna help you build muscle. These are great ways to actually see your true progress beyond the scales. How much you can, you know, how much strength you've increased and how much you can endure as well. Physical training always out trumps what you can do in the scales. Obviously there's some context in between for focusing on fat loss. Even if you maintain the same amount of weight and you're getting stronger, that's a great place to be. You know why? Brings us to number two now. The more muscle that you can build, the better your metabolism is going to be. And you're not going to see that on the weight scales. Now for those of you out there who don't know what the metabolism is, it's, well, I think everyone does actually know what it is. It's the first thing that everyone blames, why they're not losing weight. But it's also the one thing that we want to train. And as a fat loss coach, I try and teach people, if we can increase the amount of food and you're maintaining your weight while still training and your measurements are going down, you're in a very good place. Because the world as, a, as we know it is totally under-muscled. If we had more muscle on most of the people that I saw in the clinics that I used to run and own, most of their problems would be solved from diabetes, to knee injuries, shoulder injuries, fall incidences, medications would be down as well. Now that's obviously a very big long-term problem that we're looking at, but having more muscle, increased metabolism, increased strength, that's points one and two, would solve many problems, and those are the things that you should be using to help you uh, track your progress. And to do this, for number one, you should be always logging all your strength training in some sort of manner. So do that on an app, and we do that with our training apps with people who coach with me, or you can put it into just a normal training book. For number two with the metabolism, start to see your relationships with food. If you're eating more calories or more portion sizes, and you're still maintaining your weight and your strength is doing good, that's a clear indicator that your metabolism is increasing. Sometimes, and it's not uncommon to see people actually eat more food, especially when they're choosing more wholesome-based foods, and they're still losing weight. It's amazing. You always want to lose weight and also lose fat with the most amount of food, not the other way around. You, any idiot can do it with the least amount of food. All right. The third one is measurements. Now, I personally don't do a lot of measurements because I'm not great with putting measuring tape around my hips and my shoulders. Funny story, I used to train a few tailors and they used to yell at me at how I used to measure things. I was like, as long as it's reliable, 
it's going to be repeatable as well. That's another story for another time. But being able to measure yourself is going to help you a lot because you can see the differences of things growing, shrinking as well. So you might actually have the exact same body weight, but what your weight is made of looks completely different. And sometimes this is more important. Now, if you're not a person who likes to, oh, it's not gonna be easy if I'm being honest, but if you're a person who can't measure yourself with a measuring tape, start to use clothing as reference. So for myself, I'm not sure about you guys, can be in an Asian household, I always get told, hey Sean, we're gonna buy you this clothes here, it's two sizes bigger because you'll grow into it. Funny enough, I was 18 years old and I was still 47 kilos or 95 pounds for those people in the freedom country. Um, never grew into it until probably two years ago. <laughs> so that's another way that you can start to progress if you want to see yourself grow. Another one is obviously if you have a smaller size dress, and it fits a little bit better. That's another way to track your progress, how clothes fit. Now, this is my fifth one that you can start to add on. This podcast went a little bit faster than I thought. So let's go back to that fourth one with the measurements. I got a story for you. I remember in my first year of uni when I was 47 kilos, my friend and I would have a bit of a competition. It goes, all right, over the summer period and in Australia, that's uh, December, January, and February. This is usually when universities close down. And I know for some people out there, like that's common sense, especially if you're in Australia. But believe it or not, in other countries, I believe you don't have a break during this time. Back to the story. My friend and I would have a competition. We're, All right, we're gonna train for three months. We're gonna do our measurements. We'll have a competition. We're gonna measure our biceps. We're gonna measure our calf muscles and we're gonna see who's gonna come back with the better results. So, um, as much as I like to say that I just did bicep curls and calf raises, I still targeted other exercises like my push-ups, my chest presses, my black pull-downs, because I knew that the compound movements would benefit me just as much as well. And at the end of the summer, it happened. My calves grew from like 37 to 39. Biceps grew from like a measly 12 to like 16. I'm not actually sure what these measurements are. And I won myself a nice protein shake. Actually, I don't think I reclaimed that protein shake yet. So Gideon, if you're listening to this, you owe me a protein shake. <laughs> anyway, that's one way that you can also measure in progress. Let's go to the fifth one now. The fifth way that you can start to track your progress is through progress photos. And these progress photos are gonna help you the most because you can start to see so many things that you didn't know. This includes, you know, how sh your arms are looking, the shape of your shoulders, and that's the word I was trying to say before, how your waist kind of fits with some certain clothings, depending on what you're wearing. So ladies, I always recommend if you can, um, choose something where you can see progress. Guys as well, let's see the board shorts, bikinis, usually those are the ones that are best for yourself. Now you don't have to share this with anyone, it's for your sake, and only your sake too. Now, all these measurements are gonna be really useful, but these are ones that you can see and feel. So that's strength, measurements, that's gonna be endurance, metabolism. Let's talk about the other factor as well. The number one thing that I like to see in lots of people is their energy levels in their day-to-day. -day. For me now turning 30, and I never really used to believe this until, well now, 
is the energy levels that processed foods gave me versus unprocessed foods. And I would have such a better relationship with food too. So there's two factors, but let's go and stick with the energy levels. My energy levels were quite down in December last year because celebrations, you know, it's Christmas, you have a little bit more takeout, you don't have your meal plan as much, which is okay. We don't want to have orthorexia type tendencies, but you just know when your body feels better. So we're going out for dinner, we're eating some takeout because one of our traditions is KFC for Christmas Eve because we're trying to inherit a bit of a Japanese tradition. Um, and we're enjoying ourselves, but my training starts to go a little bit down and I love training, but I, I do it for more mental reasons than physical. And I was wondering why as well. Sleep starts to come off. So you start to realize what works well for you. And for people out there who may be thinking, hey, that's not a healthy relationship. You always want to eat healthy food. Well, I wouldn't put my hand on a stove and keep telling myself that it's okay because that's not feeling good for me. And internally, that's not healthy. So I do what makes me feel good and I'm not going to put my hand on the stove. The next thing is obviously relationships with food. Now, one thing I really enjoy is eating food that I grew up with. That's still typically Asian food. And when I can eat that stuff without feeling guilty, knowing that I'm still going to be confident in making progress and help myself feel good also for training wise, finding that nice balance in between, that's a very important one. So today I actually gave you seven really good ways to track progress beyond the scales because it's going to be inevitable that your weight is going to plateau and that's okay. It's also going to be inevitable that different types or, or times and seasons of your life, you're going to find yourself having your weight go up, having your weight go down, your strength might decrease. Maybe your appearances will look different, but you have all these other ways to go, you know what, this is actually a good time. For me, when I was running my business and I was really busy with my career and my work, strength was going down, but my energy levels were up, my, um, my relationship with food started to increase because I was putting more focus on that. And I said to myself, you know what, at this season and point in my life, it's going to look like I'm focusing on those two things. I'm changing and shifting my focus and how I measure my goals. Like I said, you don't want to be using a ruler to be measuring something that you know, measures something completely different. Use the right tool for the right job. I know that in the future, eventually one day I may have kids and I'm probably not going to be the most jacked yoked guy ever, but I'm going to measure my progress with my energy levels to keep up with them, to keep up with my family, help my wife, to even saying how much I can move in terms of mobility without aches and pains. Different seasons in your life, you're going to have to use different tools. So just make sure you know what you need to have in your tool, tool belt, should I say, and know which ones to use at the right time. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And all I can ask at this point in time is if you could please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star review or four-star review, I would do with that. Give me some feedback and let me know if this podcast is delivering you value because I want to make sure that everything I say on these podcasts are gonna help someone out there. So if you click on one episode, I just want that one episode to help you out and hopefully the next episode and the next one. I never really want to just release podcasts for the hell of it. 
I want every single one to have meaning, something you can action, and if you could help me out with just making sure we can spread the good word of health and fitness in a longevity manner, well, I'm doing my job and I can probably die happy. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Keep building momentum, and once again, follow me on Instagram. That's Sean, S-E-A-N dot momentum. Take care, everyone. See you in the next one.